Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. To Helen. You stopped it. To hell and back is in the job description. Being roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dunked, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Yeah, Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. All right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining the Mindset Podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. My name is Chris Slifka, and I'm your host. I'm here with Brian Schiller. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. See? Yeah. At least one of us can pronounce last name, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is true. I feel so, bad now. So, yeah. So, uh, what the podcast is going to be about is basically the mental game in fishing, whether it's chasing that bigger fish or chasing down a tournament that you really want. It's all about the, you know, the mental game. We all have the same rods, same reels, same everything. But in the end, it's all about your mindset and how you're going to go about getting that reward. So, yeah. So we're going to start with You said you had a couple of tournaments you wanted to talk about? Yeah, man. I mean, um where do you want to go with that? Like, do you want me to talk about like the mental struggle or how do I mentally prepare or a little bit of both? I, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that rather talk about the lure they're using than the actual preparation for a tournament. And then on top of that, the struggles through a tournament where yeah. you, you know, you go, and you don't have a bite by one o'clock and you still need five fish to fill your limit out. Yeah. So that's interesting, right? Like, cause, um, I remember when I got heavy into the kayak tournament scene, um, you know, I, I did a lot of homework, did a lot of research and, and how to, how to prepare myself for that, that whole thing. And, um, I think one of the things that's totally stuck with me in that perfect scenario, like you're talking about, it's one o'clock and, you know, you don't even have a fish yet or whatever. Um, you know, it only takes five minutes to catch five fish is what somebody once told me, or I heard somewhere. And that's kind of really stuck with me. That's all it takes is five minutes to get five good bites or five bites in general, you know? Um, 
so I think, you know, with that aspect, you know, it's just a, a game of never giving up. Um, but to, like, I don't, necessarily tournament fish very much anymore but i went really hard in 2019 that was like my my year for for really digging deep and uh i fished the kbf uh central division trail series um pretty hard and that was my my first division trail series so um you know rookie of the year was like in the back of my mind and things like that so um you know it's it's kind of weird man like uh when you and and we'll get back to that rookie of the year thing because that really played a role in what happened to me at the end of that season so to speak um but you know preparing for any tournament you know i think you got to go in it to win it you know what i mean like you just got to have that mindset. Like I'm going to catch five big fish, no matter how your pre-fishing goes, no matter how, you know, the beginning of your morning goes, whatever you're just, you're in it to win it. And sometimes it's hard to get over that, right? Like if you're having a rough day on the water and you know, things aren't working out your way or bites aren't working out your way, it gets kind of tough, but you know, before you even get to the tournament, you know, like, uh, before I even get to a tournament, you know, and I'm, I'm fishing seriously, you know, like if I fish a tournament, and that's the thing too, like if I fish a tournament now, I'm just like, I'm donating money. Cause I don't do the homework like I used to. Um, yeah. There's definitely a difference between the $35 tournament that we join sometimes and the hundred dollars to $200 for the BASS or the KBS. Yeah. There's yeah. And that's totally true, too, because, you know, in 2019, that was when KBF was doing their pro tour that was in conjunction with their trail series. And I fished both. So, you know, each tournament was costing me. I forget what it was. It was like somewhere between like 250 and 300 bucks with uh, with the um, uh, bonus bucks or whatever. they. I forget what it is. Um, bonus bucks and the big bass and all that stuff. It was like 250, 300 bucks, man. So you're putting quite a bit of money out there on the line. Like you want to go in prepared. And um, I would do a ton of map study, um, you know, which that's a whole nother subject. But, you know, I would look for points on the map that would be like my strong suit. You know, I think you get. We all as fishermen know what our strong suits are when it comes to to fishing. Like, are you a deep water fisherman? Are you a ledge fisherman? Are you like to fish grass, like to fish shallow, things like that? Um, so I would kind of like look at maps and prepare myself like, and, and not only that, but look at satellite images of lakes too. Um, I'm not a big guy on Google Earth. I know a lot of guys do that and it's just, I started to dabble in that a little bit, um, but I never really dove into it. But I think a lot of that mental preparation that I did was was just doing my homework. Um, I would join Facebook groups for that local lake. And, you know, sometimes you can find little itsy bitsy pieces of information on what guys are catching them on and things like that, mm -hmm. um, what they're targeting and stuff. And then just kind of compiling that. And then I would go over that like pretty solid for the week leading up to the tournament or leading up to when I would leave to go pre-fish. And then when I was at the event, I would revisit that information over and over every night. Um, I think that really helps a lot as far as like developing a game plan for actual tournament day and things like that. Not only that, but I think if you know that kind of stuff, it kind of like boosts your confidence. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. Uh, like for me, I try to eliminate as much tackle as possible. Yeah, eliminate as much tackle, but like not only that, but like my favorite thing to say during pre fishing was um, like if I didn't have a good day, 
well, I just eliminated a whole ton of water. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I, I completely agree with that. I'd rather eliminate water than find fish. Exactly. On, on, on practice days. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, you and I think alike in that fashion. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather find my fish the day before the tournament, not two days before. Because that in itself, like, I've had that before where I've found, like, a couple of good spots that produced same kind of fish all through pre-fishing and then come tournament like the night before the tournament i'm looking at my phone and a map like okay what am i gonna do now yeah like i'd rather have like two or three spots that are really close to each other that i can get to from my kayak but like um i would go out and like find spots that were like all right i gotta load up my boat and move spots and I think sometimes it can hinder you. And I know that has hindered me before um, yeah. in, a, in one specific tournament um, from the 2019 season. Um, that was on uh, Mark Twain in Missouri. And I had found spots kind of all over that lake. Um, and I was fishing away from the crowds. Like everybody was over on the, was it the east side? Yes, I believe it was the east side of the lake. I was fishing the west side and that's a huge reservoir and to go from one ramp to the next was a minimum of 45 minutes to an hour because it was kind of like all these creek arms that came off and you had to drive all the way around and then back down um to you to the ramp and you know that tournament in particular um I know I talked about it on a podcast way back when, but um, I started off the morning with a bang. Like that night before, I found fish. Um, and I, that was like when I found good fish. You know, I found like some 16 to 18 inch fish. And at that time, you know, and, and what I think could also be like in mental anguish is. You know, I was traveling with a couple of guys, uh, Alan Reed, Sam Jones, Dylan Fuqua. And, you know, we would all talk at night. We wouldn't tell each other spots, but we'd be like, well, I caught an 18. You know, here's a picture, yeah. whatever. Typical angler talk. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes that can hinder you, right? And I, um, I learned to kind of, like, not focus on that towards the end of that season. Um but I knew those guys had found some good fish um, and I had found something even better because they were catching like one good fish and all the rest were like 12 inch, 13 inch fish. And that night I had caught like, I think I caught two fish. Uh, one was 18, one was 17 and a half. And usually in pre-fishing, I just get out of there and I leave that alone. If I catch two fish of that caliber, you know, and uh started off the morning with the bang and um i think i was in like second or third place with four fish in the first two hours of the tournament and a bunch of the paddle and fin guys were watching on tourney x and like group chats blowing up and i'm watching it and like you know all oh, brian needs one more fish and this and that and I was so focused yeah. on that and fishing it slowed down and I'm like, all right, I got to move ramps bites dead here. I got to move ramps, but really it wasn't. Um, was it technique? No, I think it was just, um, the, the bite did slow down, but they were still kind of following in, um, come the end of the tournament, I needed one more 12 inch fish. And that would have put me in, I think it was like seventh place. And my whole focus when I fish those bigger tournaments, um, yeah, I want to win them for sure. But my main goal is always to end up in the top 10. Like top 10, be consistent, be consistently up on the top of that leaderboard. That was, that was my thing in 2019. I told myself, you know what? I want to be in the top 10. Um, 
as much as possible. End of the year, I want to be in the top 100 for AOI. And like, I was good with that. Like, I knew I wasn't this hammer. I wasn't a Russ Snyder's, Cody Milton, um, Josh Stewart, Jody Queen, all amazing anglers. And I've fished against pretty much all of those guys. Um, sometimes I did better than them. Most of the time I didn't. But I was okay with that. Like, um, you know, I just wanted to go out and kind of make a name for myself and, and just be consistently at, you know, at the top of that leaderboard. And I did a pretty good job of that. However, that particular tournament is where things kind of turned for me um, in my season. I started off really good. Um, I had top 10 finishes in my first two events. Um, I missed the third event on St. Clair, and then we went to Mark Twain. And After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I was in the running for for Rookie of the Year, and I let that get into my head. Um, I let that top 10 finish get in my head, and I was more focused on the after effects of that tournament than I was actually fishing. And I think that's a big, big mistake that a lot of anglers make. And if you talk to some of those like big name guys that I just mentioned, like, you know, they know that you're going to have a bad day from time to time. You just need to go out and have fun and fish and not worry about all that Mm -hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? And I really let that play a role into, into my fishing the last two events of the year, I think. And, and it really threw me off. Um, I wasn't doing what I did that all that mental preparation leading up to the tournament, the map study, um, putting game plans together and like really putting the focus in. I was so focused on, um, those rookie of the year standings, AOI standings. Like I was like, at that time I was like third or fourth in AOI for, for our division. You know, like I had a chance to win the Central Division AOI. I had a chance at Rookie of the Year and this and that. And had I just focused on fishing instead of all that crap. Um, it would have been a lot better. It would have been way better. Could you know, have, I, yeah. in, in hindsight, I look back and it's like, had I not moved from my morning spot, I can almost guarantee you I would have caught another 12-inch fish. There was fish all over. The fish weren't getting pressured like they were on the other side of the lake. Like, legitimately, I think three quarters of the field was on the east side of the lake, and like maybe a quarter of us were spread out through the rest. And had I just just chilled out and you know calmed down, I would have caught a fish. Um, you know, I did move to that ramp, and I lost two fish. Because I wasn't focused on fishing. I was focused on filling my limit. You're, you know yeah, I mean? being focused on everything else except just the basics. Right, right. And and that was just it, right? Like, I that spot I moved to, I had caught fish on a Ned Rig. Granted, they weren't great fish. I knew I didn't need a great fish, but I knew there was decent fish over there. Um, and I was fishing my Ned Rig so fast compared to the way I fished it in pre-fishing, because this was the dead of summer, water's warm, sun's high, you know, bluebird skies, things like that. And I was fishing my bait so fast, they were looking at it like, yeah, no thanks. You know what I mean? If I would have just slowed it down, 
I would have been fine. And I actually hooked two fish on a topwater bite. Um, and I just didn't get good hook sets. I was just so focused on burning that thing across the water and covering as much water as I could before time ran out. And that really put a hindrance on, on my finish, you know? And then following that, I remember going to, to check in and I checked in and I was so down on myself. Um, one of my traveling buddies, Alan Reed won that tournament and I was so mad at myself and my performance. I didn't even like embrace the fact that my buddy just won the tournament. So a, that like kind of screwed with me mentally after I left, I remember seeing uh, Dusty Yacker in the parking lot as I was walking up to the check-in table and he's like, how'd you do? And I'm like, horrible, man. Couldn't catch my fifth fish and was beating myself up. He's like, just let it go, dude. It happens, you know? That's you know? a hard thing to do, though. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Dusty Yacker just told me to let it go, man. And anybody that knows Dusty, man, I love the kid to death. Hell of an angler. But I know at a point in time, he was – he was struggling with that mental aspect. You know, I've seen Dusty have a rough day on the water like that um, at a Banner Marsh tournament um, where he lost a couple of fish, man, and he beat himself up over it. And, um, you know, it is what it is. It happens to all of us, right? But, like, that ride home, dude, I remember, like, screaming driving like i had like a six hour or six and a half hour drive home i'm punching my steering wheel and i'm screaming and i'm like you're so dumb you couldn't even catch a damn 12 inch fish like legit dude but anybody that drove past on the way home is probably like this guy's either on drugs or needs to be on drugs yeah you know and it was just like you know, I got like three quarters through my drive. Finally, I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is just fishing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I let that same stuff get to me at the next event. And, uh, you know, and, and even the championship event, you know, I was kind of like, well, there's a couple guys that didn't show up. I do have a chance. Um, I had a program dialed in. And I was catching big smallmouth and then come to find out the night before somebody else had found that spot and like fished it nonstop all night or all afternoon till pre-fishing was over. And I was just like, my spot's done. That's all I got, you know, like, what am I going to do? And, you know, I ground out some limits over there um, and it was what it was. I didn't finish where I wanted to. But, you know, that played a mental role in, in that finish as well. And I know I'm kind of like bouncing around here, man, but I'm just kind of throwing examples of like mental anguish, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like what I've done yeah, to thanks. overcome that. Like, granted, I haven't really fished a big event like that since that season. Like I fished some small stuff. Oh, I take that back. I fished, I fished a big KBF, uh, you know, KBF last year went to like one tournaments on Saturday, one tournaments on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, their trail series. Yeah. And, uh, I went and fished table rock last year and that was probably like the last big event I fished. Um, and I think day one, I kind of – day one, I didn't do that great. Um, the bite had changed. That's, I was on Table Rock Lake, and the lake was like 15 feet above normal level. Like you were fishing like big bushy trees that are normally up on shore out of water and things like that. And my bite had just kind of gone away from what I found pre-fishing to – you know, tournament day, I kind of struggled and, you know, it wasn't that great. And I was like, you know, at that point I was like, whatever, tomorrow's another day. Like, yeah, I could go home, but like table rocks, one of my favorite lakes, like I'm just going to stay and fish. And I went and fished with some buddies uh, that were down from Indiana. Uh, shout out to my boy Brock Howell, but um, I went and fished with those guys and uh, 
I ended up catching big big bass in the golden hour, so I won a hundred bucks for that. And I was like, well, at least I recouped some money, you know. Um, and I just had fun the rest of the day, you know. I was just like, whatever, I'm gonna pick apart this new section of water that I have never even looked at or never even fished. And I remember leaving there like, man, that was cool. I won a big bass and I didn't do great in the tournament, but like who cares? I had an awesome time just fishing picking apart some water i mean like that's something i really enjoy and and i've learned and i learned that from tournament fishing was just being able to go out and like pick apart water you know what i mean yeah. uh, i just enjoy trying to figure it out so to speak so but uh that's my my roundabout <laughs> explanation and i know that was super long um but that was kind of like you know some of the mental things that I learned and, and how I prepared, um, you know, for that 2019 season when I was like seriously tournament fishing, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in there, especially from that one tournament you said that, uh, where you only caught four fish. I mean, yeah. that's, that's definitely, and then the drive home, I've, I've been there. We've all been there. Yeah. Where, we beat, where we beat ourselves up and we forget that it's just fishing and to just let it go once it's over with. You know, well, it, we... <laughs> it's one of those things, right? Like, it'd be one thing if, like, it was just, like, me, you, and a couple of guys fishing. You know what I mean? But, like, uh -huh. when you start getting money involved and then, like, you know, we all chase this idea, like, especially in the bigger trails, like, angler of the year like that's such a huge thing right like um you know if you win aoy and hobie or uh, i know bass isn't doing an aoy i don't think they need to though yeah <laughs> but but you win the bass master classic you know aoy and apf aoy and hobie like it could be you know life, that, life changing yeah for <laughs> sure dude for sure and that's the thing too, right? Like, you know, at that time I was still fresh in the game of, of like, I, I mean, I was a rookie for, for competitive kayak bass, tournament. bass fishing tournaments. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I had started paddling fin the year before and, uh, I really wanted to make a name not only for myself, but for the podcast, you know, like that was, that was my biggest goal. Like, I guess I'll let that cat out of the bag. <laughs> I don't think I've ever talked about that is like, I went, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I went super hard in 2019 just to kind of like, cause I knew if I did somewhat decent, um, some people may recognize me, they'll relate uh that to paddle and fin and you know my my focus has always been on like growing paddle and fin podcast right like obviously everybody knows how much that's grown and you know 2019 was my year to like really put in the work um personally so that way i could um you know kind of make a name for paddle and fin and and that was kind of the mindset so to speak that i had had i not worried about that like i'm sure a lot lot different you know outcome would have happened but um you know that was kind of my my focus and my goal like i had more than just like trying to make a name for myself you know like and i always had in the back of my mind too like if i miserably fail like that's going to reflect on paddle and fin was the way I personally looked at it. Yeah. You know, like, I, I'd understand that one. You know, like if, if I totally fail, like people are going to be like, look at this chump. He can't even like catch a limit of fish. And he's trying to talk about kayak fishing on a podcast. You know what I mean? Like I always had that fear. Right. And I think I let too much of that play a role in my fishing. Um, and that's the biggest thing, man. Like, I think we've all been there, right? Like, you know, nobody likes to come up with a zero 
in a tournament. Like Yeah, that that was my always my biggest fear and then I did it the very first tournament. Yeah, see. <laughs> right? Like I to be honest, like I don't even remember if I've ever put up a zero in a tournament, but I know I've not had a full limit in tournaments before. Obviously the one I talked about. Um I know there was the the division championship on Table Rock in 2019. I didn't have a limit. Uh, I did catch big bass of the day and and in the first hour, so that fish won me six hundred bucks. So I was like, I don't care about a limit. You know what I mean? I just won six hundred bucks and one yeah. fish, bro. And caught and caught my PB smaller, you know? All in the same same cast, you know what I mean? That goes back to like what what I mentioned before, like the biggest thing that's always stuck with me is all you need is five good bites. And all it takes is five minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's definitely what I say before every single tournament. I, yeah. I go into the tournament knowing I just need five bites, so I take that kind of takes the pressure off right away. See, and that's that's the thing too. Like I've had I've had those tournaments too, where like I'm like, man, I just need to crush the fish. Like, wait a minute, what am I talking about? Like, I don't need to crush the fish. I need to crush five fish. Yeah, you know, that's it. Like five fish. And and as I've you know learned so much in that season, that 2019 season, and you know, going forward, it was just like all I need is five bites. Who cares? Like that's the biggest thing. I just I I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> when I fish a tournament, like I don't care about any of that stuff. I just want to go out and have fun and catch a fish. And and like I said, like I've done so many podcasts, talked to so many anglers, and the ones that are successful, the most successful, I should say, will tell you just that. I just go out and fish, bro. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Like, what are you talking about right now? Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I, and, and that's just it. Like um, the one that always rings a bell with me is uh Josh Stewart, right? Like that kid has won a ton of tournaments, both national, local things like that. And I remember at the trail series championship in 2019, um, I think he took, so, uh, that was the year that um, Russ Snyder's won the trail championship, but Russ didn't sign up for the Challenge Series championship or didn't fish any Challenge Series events, and he didn't fish any Pro Tour events, and Josh signed up for those. So Josh took second place in the trail series to Russ Snyder's, but he won the Pro Tour and he won the challenge series. Dude walked home with like, I think it was like 20 or 30 grand, like something ridiculous, you know? And I'm like, and I remember him up there talking about like what he was doing. And he looked at Chad Hoover and he was like, I did what I always do, man. I was throwing a, a wacky rig Senko up on this weed flat that I found that was in between two runs of current. That's all I did, what I always do, you know? And I was like, man, that's interesting. Like, I've been trying to learn all these different techniques, working all these different baits, yeah. like, trying to, like, I'm like, dude, what am I doing? And I've learned that more and more, like, 
stick to some of your strengths. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I've always preached, like I try to learn like two or three new techniques a year. That way I can put them away in my little toolbox, a bag of tricks and stuff. Just as a, just in case. Yeah. Just in case, yeah. just have some confidence in that, that in those styles of presentations. Cause like, you never know, like what you're normally used to and hundred percent confident in may not work. Right. And, um, yeah, I, I definitely had that experience in Michigan. Yeah, where I took everything that I thought I should be throwing, and none of it worked in pre-practice. And then I went and uh, just threw a jerk bait, something I never threw, and the whole tournament—that's all I used. Yeah. That was in the paddle and fin event. Yep. Oh, right on, right on. Yep. And you. Uh, you finished up towards the top 10 too, didn't you? No, I finished 15th. I, I okay. couldn't find the bigger fish, but you know, right on, I right on. Still manage a limit out of nothing. Yeah. See, and that's that's funny, right? Because like I think about when I first started, like I would be so deathly afraid of like throwing something that I've never thrown before come tournament day. And like I think like that right there takes a lot of mental anguish to get over or mental block, I guess, or I, I don't know what the proper terminology is. Like, I don't know, dude, like I would be like, I'd look in the back of the crate and be like, well, I could throw a jerk bait, but I don't really know how to throw it. Like, no, I'm going to stick with this. Like, but that's something too, right? Like, cause that's, that's interesting. Now that I think about it is, you know, one of the preparations that I, or mental preparations I had was, and I think a lot of guys do it, is they throw a lot of different baits during during uh, um, tournaments. And one of the things I promised myself at the beginning of 2019, if something's not working in a half hour, change baits. And if that doesn't work, change it again. And, you know, just constantly changing and retying on stuff till you find something new. Um, I know I pick on my man, Jay Randall all the time about it, but like, he's so set in his way sometimes where like, we'll be fishing together and I'll be slamming fish. He's catching nothing. And I'm like, here, dude, this is what, what they're hitting. I'll give him the baits, throw them in his kayak yeah. and won't take them. And he never ties them on. Right. And I used to be that way. Like, um, like, didn't matter. I just keep throwing the same thing. And I think that's a huge mental hump that a lot of guys got to get over is like, yes, you should fish your confidence baits, but if they're not working, they're not working. You got to be confident enough to change and go to different techniques and styles and, and really get into it. Um, and I think sometimes a lot of guys struggle with that. Yeah. I, I, for me, I always start with the confidence baits and then go from there or like you said the the research beforehand yeah, you know, yeah. That, that plays a big part in what i'm gonna throw on practice day and then i just adjust from there and yeah. that you know that for people that's that's hard to do for a lot of people oh dude you know? <laughs> well i remember like going back to that table rock event uh last year um you know in 2020 like I went back and watched the uh, who was it MLF? It's like MLF or somebody was there. The, the it had to have been MLF. Bass hasn't been there in a long time. Okay, yeah. So it was MLF, and I was watching. Um, damn it! What's that guy's name? I forget. Um, he's a YouTuber. Fishes Guggen Squad stuff. Uh, Is it uh, Jacob Wheeler? Yes. Yes, I was watching Jacob Wheeler, and he crushed it in that event. And he was fishing a drop shot with, like, a neon pink worm. Uh, morning dawn was the color. And I'm like, I'm not super confident in drop shotting. I'm not super confident in fishing a hot pink worm either. Like, I don't think I've ever done that. And I was oh, like, yeah, I have a few. Yeah. And well, and that was the thing. Like I went out and I searched for that. Like 
obviously he was throwing Guggen baits. So I searched for the, uh, what is it, what do they call it? The dragon drop or something like that. Um, in that morning dawn color. And I found him at a Dick's sporting goods out by me, um, before I left. And I was like, well, I gotta try this. You know what I mean? And yeah. during pre-fishing, I tried it and I actually caught a couple spots out of trees, you know, um, which was wild to me. I'm like, dude, this actually works. Like, this is crazy right now. Like I would have never thought, mm, I'm going to tie on a hot pink drop shot and pitch it to some trees. But because I watched that video um, or the replay of that tournament, I was like, oh, well, I guess this stuff does work. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you know, whereas I think a lot of guys that wouldn't be comfortable with that technique would be like, I ain't doing that. Like, mm -hmm. I'll figure out some other way. And that was the thing. Like, I tried different presentations. Like, uh, I tried a Nico rig. I tried... Uh, I tried the Ned rig. I tried a uh, shaky head. None of those worked, but <laughs> that drop shot worked. And as goofy as it was, like it caught me some fish, you know? And I was just like, wow. All right. And I think that's the thing too. Like, you know, for all the, the newer anglers that are, you know, out there in the tournament world, um, you just have to really, be open-minded and and try a lot of different stuff definitely do a ton of homework and and just just give it a go it's going to be a process of elimination and i think if you set that up that's going to definitely help you as you progress on yeah i, I definitely feel the, the thing that i always was told and i learned it on a from a, another elite guy is uh practice you know when when you're on a lake and you you're not in a tournament you're not in anything practice the techniques you don't use and then when you're in the pre-fish pre-fishing stage or anything like that go with your confidence until you're confident out everything else yeah yeah. yeah yeah that's solid advice man for sure for sure because you don't want to start day one uh, you know, you're not an offshore fisherman, and now you have to be an offshore fisherman in the tournament. You know, yeah. and, and when you all you do is fish uh, lakes that are five feet deep or less. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, I used to be, because I think you see a lot of guys that just beat the bank all day long, all day, every tournament, yeah. things like that. A lot of and, them now are switching though to the offshore now that they got the live scope and they got all that out. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I, well, that was the biggest thing, man. Like, you know, it's kind of scary, like fishing that offshore bite, so to speak. You know what I mean? And, and I remember for the longest time, dude, I fought it. I'm like, there ain't no fish out there, but I knew there was fish out there. I, I fight and, it every day. Dude, <laughs> and it's funny because, well, um, you know, that's the thing, right? Like you and I got to share the water this past weekend yeah. and we went up that little stretch that was in the shallow kind of grass. And then I was like, all right, we're going to go out here. I know there's some trees out here, this and that. And you ended up catching two fish out there. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's totally different. Right. And like, I think that's a thing too. Like, um, I'm a very spoiled person because I have a lake in my backyard. Like I can literally drive to the boat ramp in a minute mm -hmm. and I can fish shallow. I can fish deep. I can fish all kinds of different stuff. And that was the thing, right? Like I think mentally, like I was just like, man, offshore, deep water. Like, what is this all about? And I was able to put in that work on my home body of water to where now I'm, I'm pretty confident. Like I will go to a lake and um, I'll go check offshore deep stuff before I even go look at shallow stuff, which is kind of weird because I know a lot of guys are the exact opposite. Um, unless it's a spawn, of course, you know, but yeah, well, um, spawn and some people actually, just don't trust it to be there on tournament day. Yeah. See, whereas, 
where and that's kind of weird to me because like especially if you're fishing some structure right like i've fished like deep spots out of my home body of water whereas once those fish are there they ain't leaving like granted there's there could be some weather changes and they'll move up a little shallower they'll move up a little deeper but they'll still be in this kind in of the, relative area. area you know what i mean and that doesn't matter if it's a a pond a 200 acre lake or a hundred thousand acre lake like they're going to be relative to an area typically um so i think it's like getting over that too like that's that's a huge mental thing too like once you can get past that and fish everything from deep to shallow and everything in between now you're dangerous you know what mm -hmm. i mean and that is one thing like that took me a long long time to like kind of figure out like i need to learn this stuff i forced myself to learn that stuff as much as i fought it and now i like love it like it's it's crazy you know what i mean but, yeah, uh, I, I feel that's where I'm at right now is forcing myself to go look for that offshore structure versus just taking the kayak out and straight banking it all the way down till I find something. You know, well, and I, I think that's it too, right? Like we all have our little spots that we fish a lot yep. and and we just we know we can get success in a certain area and we don't go fish something different. Like and that's just it. Um, whereas like a uh, perfect example of this was, was, uh, this past weekend when we fished together, mm -hmm. um, you know, we left that dam area and you kind of floated into that grass flat where the wind was blowing in. And I caught like what, two over there, two or three, maybe Yeah, you I caught two or three. I caught it one good one in there. And that's a place that I never fish, yeah. you know what I mean? But. And then I was like, hey, let's go over to this other bay. And I've kind of fished the weed edge out by, like, the main part of the lake there. But, like, we went deep in there, and we were trying to hide from the wind. Granted, <laughs> but I was like, there's got to be bass in here because everywhere we've caught fish has been in, like, six to eight foot of water and grass. And that's what this whole thing is. So, like, let's go in here. You know what I mean? And I think that's just it, you know? Like, you got to force yourself to adapt and change, like, that's a huge mental game too right like you know just because you know like you said fish can move during pre-fishing you know so if you were catching them in three foot of water and grass and you know now it's bluebird skies and flat calm like more than likely they moved out a little deeper you know mm -hmm. fish six to eight foot of water and bam there you go like um you know it's like uh i remember as a kid you know i played a lot of golf um and my dad you know was a huge golfer or whatever and they say that golf is 90 percent mental and 10 percent physical fishing's the exact same yeah. way yes it, it is 90 percent <laughs> mental 10 percent physical it may even be like 98% mental and 2% physical because let's face it, like casting a rod doesn't take that much effort. Yeah, um, this is, yeah, especially now with the motors on the kayak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's just it, man. You know, it's just like uh, your mental game, it, it's going to be the biggest struggle, man. And I think the biggest piece of advice when you're having a tough day and you're like just getting super frustrated, I like to just sit in my seat for like three or four minutes, take a couple deep breaths, take a drink of water, drink a coffee. That's normally snack time for me. Kind of lean That's back, <laughs> look up at the sky and just be like, what in the hell are you doing? Just yeah. calm down. Let's figure this out. Let's think about this, you know? And I'll sit there, kind of regroup, put a game plan together, and then go execute it. Nine times out of ten, when I do that, I usually succeed. If I don't do that and I just stay frustrated all day, it's it's a lost cause. You might as well 
put the kayak on the trailer and just head home because I'm not into it and and this and that. And I've done that before. I've done that before. I've had people, numerous people tell me, hey, I just wasn't feeling it that day. So, or hey, I lost a fish. So I just packed it up because I was so mad and so pissed off at it that I just packed up, put it on the trailer and left. See, yeah. And that's just it, right? Like it, in some respects, I get it, right? Because I've been there. I've been like so. Oh, we've we've all been there. Mentally yeah, frustrated, so where like I just leave. But then I look back on it. The couple of times that I've done that, like who knows what would have happened. That goes back to you can get five bites in five so minutes. Many. Yeah, and that can completely change it. Like there's been tournaments that have been won like that. You know what I mean? Or, or fish have been upgraded in that last five minutes. Like you hear it all the time where people will be like, I didn't have anything all day, but that last hour, that last hour is what uh, helped me win. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I feel that mental side of it is definitely, you know, where it's at and and definitely where people had um you know that mental breakdown and for me i i sit down and i just like i'll, I'll eat something I, sure. I had it in indiana and we had the tip of canoe river yeah where at, at 10 o'clock i had nothing yeah not a bite not nothing and i look at the scoreboard which is the worst thing to do sure <laughs> Yeah, I look at the scoreboard, and the worst thing that that was the worst thing to do. And where I see someone already put up eighty six inches, and I have zero inches, <laughs> it you know it doesn't help you at all. It plays tricks yeah. on you, man. Like I used to be, I used to be the same way. I used to look at the scoreboard all the time, and now the only reason I'll go and look is typically after I have a limit, and I just want to check and make sure all my fish are there you know, that they're showing up on the actual leaderboard that I submitted all my fish right. Yeah, and that's what I looked for, too, towards the middle of the day on that first tournament in Indiana. Well, I, I got that first fish. It was a 14 and a half. Yep. And then I just kind of went from there. Sure. You know, where it's – um, and then I, I sat down. I'm like, all right, I got two fish. I know they're not big, but – there's not that at that tournament, not a lot of people were catching anything. It was just Jackson was putting on a show, but everybody else was kind of struggling. Yeah. 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 Well, so, you know, I, it, I it was, down. and that yeah, was the thing too, right? It started going back and forth between uh, uh, him and uh, Matt Gibson, I believe. Yeah. It, it definitely was, but, you know, I just – I kept to my game at that point. After I caught those two fish, I sat down, and I just kind of relaxed for a second. And when I came out of that, I caught another – I hooked another one. That was my – no, that was my second fish. I'm sorry, because I only had one fish because I only weighed in three that day. So I hooked another one after I had that little calm down moment. And then yeah. literally two casts after that, I hooked the 17 and a half. And that kind of changed the whole mood and the whole mindset of everything. Where I was actually fishing harder after that point versus I was down in the morning. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I like it. But Very it definitely, cool. it, it definitely, uh, mindset plays everything into this. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> That whole mindset of it is like I feel like you should go into the tournament with the same mindset and come out of it the same way. Instead of getting frustrated, like anytime you get frustrated, your tournament's over. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 One hundred percent. I think I think the biggest takeaway from that is learning how to how to get past those humps, like how to deal with them on the fly because they're gonna happen. Like I know now, like. You know, and and as like I had fished more and more tournaments, like the biggest thing was is like I used to get so mad at losing fish. You know what I mean? And now you just got to kind of and like I 
I guess I wouldn't necessarily say I got so mad at it. Like, I did get mad at it. It, it gets but, in your head more than anything. And you know, I, I, I was always pretty good at, like, just moving on. Like, I would always tell myself, like, if I lost a big fish, it's like, all right, there's another one in there. There's got to be another one in there. Let's keep going. And sure enough, like, I would pull one out a little bit later, you know? Like, I think that was a, a huge thing was just, like, staying focused. Like, all right, there's going to be another one in there. There'll be another one in there. Just keep casting, keep casting, keep going, keep going. Like, I got, like I said, man, like, my biggest issue was getting caught up in all the other stuff that didn't matter outside it like all the stuff that mattered outside of the tournament not yeah. in the tournament and uh i think a lot of people do that but like i did i i let myself get caught up in it and and i paid the price you know what i mean like that was the year Derek brundle won rookie of the year like had i just switched my whole mindset and not focused on that and just focused on fishing i could be where Derek brundle's at right now just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. It's already done and over with. But you know, it could have could have been a lot different, you know. Yeah, and def- I mean, I definitely feel that like even though the, the paddle and fin series is growing still, sure. I still want anger of the year. You yeah, know? you're up I, there, I, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in third. Yeah, and that, that's you were in that's in that's in my mind. Yeah. And but I think where I'm good is once that tournament hits and goes off, and that uh, I just let everything go. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. just don't focus on it, man. Like I, I that- don't. I, I I'm more focused on it around one o'clock when I know the tournament's over at two. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and and I know I'm not up there, up there. Sure, but sure, sure, sure. During the tournament, I, I feel like I have a good mindset to where I could go into it, and the only goal I have is catch the five biggest fish I could catch that day, and it is what it is, you know. Other than that, um, the, the, with the closing of it, I just wanted to know what was the motivation behind the trail series and everything, because I love it. I love that we have live coverage. I love that how you guys are doing it. So... Yeah, man. Um, so obviously, you know, you know, um, cause you've been to the events. Um, but for those of the, you out there that haven't been, or maybe are considering it, like, you know, the whole mindset behind that was, um, we had all fished all kinds of tournaments from national championship to KBF trail series events to Hobie events. I don't know if any of our group fished any bass events, but we all fish small club events. I believe well, some of them did this year. I know that for sure. Um, um, kayak bassing and bears did the Lake fork. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. Well, some of those guys, you know, and that was a thing, like we kind of were like, what do you guys all like? Like all of us that kind of put the trail series together. Like, what do you like about certain tournaments or what do you, what were the most, um, how should I word this? What were the things that stuck out to you the most at any event? And what were the things that you absolutely didn't like from all the events that you fished? Yeah. And we kind of compiled a list. And we kind of pick and choose from there. Like, all right, well, how do we make this work? How do we not um, do this that people didn't like and so on and so forth. And um, we just kind of put it together like that, man. And, you know, like our biggest thing was it's got to be for the anglers, right? Like, And it definitely is. I, I feel every time I go to an event, you know, it's it's not about you guys. It's not about the podcast or promoting or anything. It's it's all about us. You guys give us a chance to promote ourselves, even when a lot of us don't even have sponsors yet. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just it, right? Like, everybody wants something different out of tournament fishing, right? Like, 
some guys want to move up and and you know be those big names. Some guys just want to show up and fish an event to say they fished in an event. Um, yep. You know, some guys want it as a stepping stone. Some just want it as a uh, something that they just go and do because you know they they need to get away and and just uh, have some fun or meet some friends or whatever it may be. You know. And we wanted that, you know, we wanted it to be all of those things, right? Like you could do whatever with it. Um, but the biggest thing is, is like, you know, going back to that 2019 season, like there was a lot of things that I thought could have been better, like for the anglers um, versus, you know, what actually transpired. And, yeah you know, and so on and so forth, you know, like, um, bigger payouts, uh, you know, like the biggest thing that we heard, which was something that I mentioned was, was the big checks that guys get to take home. Right. Like we've all fished the club events. Dude, you're not the only one. There's so (laughs) many guys that have, have walked away with those checks and like that's what they they wanted like they didn't even care if they won they just wanted a big check to take home and put on the wall like i've had so many top 10 finishes and i don't have a single check or trophy or any of that you know what i mean like i don't know it's just one of those things that you could put on a shelf behind you and which i'll definitely probably have next time yeah and, (laughs) and you can cherish that right like your buddies come over and you're like, yeah, bro, check that out. You know, like I got a big, one of those big checks, you know, makes me feel like happy Gilmore, you know what I mean? (laughs) But like, you know, that's things And and, and not only that, but like, yeah, the live, live coverage, like, um, the updates, things like that. And not only that, but like, um, just a hundred plus percent paybacks were, you know, there's not money coming out of the the money that the anglers are putting in um, to the prize pool isn't going towards uh, tourney X fees or PayPal. We wanted it to be 100% like paid back to the anglers, you know. Um, so that's, you know, been super cool. And it, it's grabbing a hold, man. Like that's my biggest thing. My mindset for that is just always making sure that every single guy or gal that shows up to fish one of our events goes home happy, had a good time, was glad they came and they want to come back and fish another one because they had such a blast. Like that's always my number one mindset with each event is just making sure it runs as smooth as possible. So that way those folks want to come back they enjoyed themselves. They had a good time, no matter how well of a time they had on that body of water. And not only that, but they're getting the opportunity to fish some really cool bodies of water. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really enjoying the series. I know there's a ton of people enjoying the series. And I look forward to Madison. Honestly, I, I said it. I want, a, I want a W on Madison in 100 inches. There you go. <laughs> There you go. That's the mindset you got to have to win, man. You got to go yeah. in just with that positive attitude and just just go for the gusto, man. Make it happen. Yeah, you, you definitely have to go in with a mindset that I'm going to win, you know. And whatever happens during the tournament is another story. But I feel like if you're not going with the mindset to win, then you, you probably shouldn't be there. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Well, we'll end it here, and then uh, I appreciate you coming on as a guest. And if Absolutely, you any, man. If you have any shout-outs, you can say them now. Oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'd say everybody knows. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we don't need to do that. Um, All right. We're good. We're good. All right, well. I will sign off now. Thank you guys for joining the Mindset Podcast Episode 1. Uh, Brian, again, I appreciate you as a, as a, the first guest. Yeah, and man. I look forward to seeing everyone on the second one. 
Yeah, uh, every other Sunday, years yep. later. So uh, be sure to check it out. So if chasing the tides on, mindset will come up the following week. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water shout out to rocktown adventures located in northern illinois for all your kayaking camping and hiking needs shout out to jig masters jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to